Welcome back to another episode of The Girls' Room. Today, I am honored to share the mic with Alyssa Boyer, a highly sensitive person mentor, podcast host of Sensitive and Soulful Show, and a highly sensitive person herself. So welcome, Alyssa. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So excited to have you here. So can you introduce yourself to The Girls' Room? Yeah. So like you said, my name is Alyssa Boyer. I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people, a podcast host, program creator. I, I'm i very passionate about spreading the word of what it means to be a highly sensitive person, which is honestly something that I find a lot of people still don't know much about, which is crazy because it's like such a game changer to learn this about yourself. So really my mission in life is to like spread awareness, then help people learn how to manage being highly sensitive because a lot of times we just think it's this bad, terrible thing that we need to change. And it's honestly such a gift. So that is really the work that I do every single day. And I love it. So excited for this. Like, I wish that you guys could see me right now. I'm literally like buzzing, like smiling ear to ear (laughs) because when I found out that I was a highly sensitive person, I was like, wow, this makes sense. Like, and it was such an exciting, like revelation for me. But from there, I was like, okay, now what? Like my therapist Mm -hmm. was like, maybe you should look into this. And then it was kind of like a dead end. And I went to like reach out to my family and friends. And I was like, hey, like I just found out this really cool thing about myself. Does anybody know about this or know kind of how to help? And it was kind of like, no, I've never heard of that in my life. And I was like, yeah, me neither. And then just going through the internet, I found your Instagram page, Life by Alyssa, and that's where I found out so much of my information. So can you break down what being a highly sensitive person means? For sure. So being a highly sensitive person, it's a personality trait. The term highly sensitive person was coined in 1991, I believe. So it's like still fairly new. Like high sensitivity has been around since the beginning of time. Highly sensitive people make up about 15 to 20% of the population. So really, we are just more sensitive to our environments and the world around us. We are going to be the people who notice the bright lights in the room, the itchy tag in our in our clothing. We're going to notice the weird smell. Like we're just hyper attuned to everything around us. We also process in a much deeper way. So our brains are just constantly like taking in more information about our, our environment and about the people we're talking to. And then we're processing it very deeply. So highly sensitive people are taking in a lot. We're thinking a lot. And so we can become very overwhelmed more easily, more overstimulated because we have nervous systems that are more sensitive. So we're taking in all of this and then we can become dysregulated more easily because it's just like information overload. So the way I like to view it, this isn't a scientific like term or anything, but I always view it as like, we have kind of less of a filter between ourselves and the rest of the world. So we just like notice everything. And then there's also the empathy piece of it. So highly sensitive people are more empathetic. We actually have more active mirror neurons in our brain, which is responsible for empathy and understanding people's feelings. So we are those people who really tend to care a lot about other people, often way too much. We can kind of like sense if someone's having a bad day and we know the right thing to say to them. And we're often like the people who fall into people pleasing and and being caretakers. And so these are just some of the things that are kind of like hallmark, you know, parts of the trait. Um, You can find out if you're a highly sensitive person on the website, hsperson.com. There's a a quiz, a self-test out of 27 questions. And so you can just kind of rate yourself and see if you fall into to being a highly sensitive person. So there's not a specific 
I guess, quote unquote, diagnosis for being a highly sensitive person. Correct. Yeah. A lot of people will like come to my page and be like, how do I know if I'm highly sensitive? Like, do I need to be diagnosed? And I'm like, no, it's like, it's literally like being an introvert or an extrovert. Like it's like a trait that you're born with. So it doesn't need to be diagnosed or anything like that. That's incredible. I found out, I don't remember exactly what website it was off the top of my head. And I remember seeing all of those traits that you mentioned. I was like, yes, I feel every single one of those (laughs) so very deeply. And then the one that stuck out to me, I don't know if you feel this as well, but was avoiding violence and specifically Mm. like violence in TV shows, violence in movies and books and things like that. And I felt that one so deeply. And also the fact of needing downtime and needing space from things and when I saw that it was like my whole world changed I was like okay this is normal other people feel this and it was just an absolute game changer yes yeah oh I'm the same way with like violence like if there's like a fighting scene in a movie I literally have to cover my eyes and like also like I get physically uncomfortable like watching like The Bachelor or something where someone doesn't get picked. I like feel sick to my stomach. I can't look at their face because I feel so bad for them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel the exact same. I feel like I'm constantly living with, I've been calling it secondhand embarrassment my whole life Mm because I never knew what it was. But yes, I feel everything so deeply and no wonder why we're so exhausted because we're feeling the feelings for literally everything and everyone around us. It's crazy. Exactly. It's so funny. Yeah, such a thing. (laughs) It's really great, though, once I learned that I wasn't alone in this, because I was thinking to myself, I have, like, so many problems, I felt like so much was wrong with me. And then once I found this community and following your page, and you also have a Facebook group as well. And I'm like, these are my these are my people like I was meant to find this group in to me, I know you said it could be different for others, but it felt so empowering knowing that I had others around me. So I thank you for the pages that you've started and the education that you're spreading and all this awareness that you're sharing with everyone. That makes me so happy to hear because that's how I wanted it to feel. And like, when I found out I was a highly sensitive person, it was like 2016 ish. And there was like pages out there and groups and stuff like that. But a lot of it felt very disempowering to me like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to be highly sensitive, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want like I don't vibe with that like this is me I don't want this to be something that I'm like not liking and so my intention with everything has always been to like bring like color and vibrancy and like empowerment and like make it be something that we feel proud to be you know so I just like appreciate that feedback because I'm like yes I want it to feel like it's like a cool club that you're part of (laughs) yes that's exactly how it feels I absolutely love that and you're doing yes (laughs) such a great job with that Do you mind if I ask, how did you find out that you were a highly sensitive person? Yeah. So I had been um, working in my first corporate job out of college and I was working in this fast paced retail environment and started getting really burnt out. I didn't know I was burnt out, but that's in retrospect, that's what was happening. And I started having really bad digestive issues to the point where I seriously like couldn't eat anything because I was just so sick to my stomach. I was so stressed at work. So I started like going to see different gastroenterologists to help me with my stomach and no one could help me. Eventually I went to a holistic doctor and he was explaining to me the the connection between like stress and the gut and emotional stress. And we started working together and he got me on like a specific diet, but more importantly, we did work on like my emotional stress and all of this stuff that I was hanging on to subconsciously. And so I started getting into like self-help and meditation and things like that. And 
my mom randomly came across the book, The Highly Sensitive Person, written by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who discovered the term. And she gave me the book and I read it like so fast. And I was just like, it blew my mind. And so I discovered it then and everything has changed since. I was just like so validated, so excited, like you said. So yeah, and it's interesting because I find a lot of people like find out in therapy or find out when they have like health issues. And then it's like, it's like this unlock to learn that you're sensitive and it all kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I've noticed all the people that, I've connected with that are also highly sensitive people have found out, I don't want to say later in life, like maybe like 20s to 30s, not so much when they're, you know, either a teen or a child. And I find that so interesting. I feel like as children, we push a lot of emotions off and we're like, oh, you're just being dramatic. You're just being sensitive. Oh my gosh, there she goes again with her emotions. And we really push it off. But really, this is something to look deeper in and to stop pushing off because then we go 20, 30 years without knowing this amazing thing about us and how to, you know, live with it and work with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something I'm like passionate about. It's like, I just think of how amazing it would be for people to learn when they were younger, like, like growing up, imagine if your parents understood that you're highly sensitive and what that means and how to, how to like nurture that, like that would be such a game changer. And I'm hoping I mean, that's one intention of like spreading the word for me, but also like, yeah, I I just, I think that the benefits of that are so huge. And a lot of us did grow up feeling like we're too sensitive or dramatic. And so we suppress it, we suppress it. And eventually we get sick or something happens because you can't like, if you're highly sensitive, you can't like just not be sensitive. Like we've all probably tried to like act like we don't care. And it's just like impossible. Yeah. (laughs) The emotions need to go somewhere at some point. They will come out. (laughs) Literally everything that you're saying, I have like related to so much with the stomach issues and gastro. I can never say the word. I'm just not even going to go for it. All the gut issues Mm -hmm. I've dealt with so much and being a child and trying to suppress my emotions and even in certain situations. So again, it's just so amazing to find someone who you can connect with that level. It's just, it again, it's like a game changer. It feels like a whole door has opened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I have found, I mean, like community is so healing and talking to other people is so healing because so many of us as HSPs feel very alone and misunderstood and oh my gosh, no one gets me and we're like the black sheep and whatever. And so to find other people who can like say like, oh, I watch The Bachelor and I like get sick to my stomach over someone not getting picked or like the, you know, the harder stuff, it's just like nice to know that you're not alone because so many, for so many of us, we just thought we had to change it our whole lives. So it's just beautiful to like connect in that way. Yeah. So if someone is listening to this and maybe possibly discovering for the first time that they're a highly sensitive person, what tips do you have for them in their journey to begin? First, like definitely just learning more about the trait, like what you were saying when you discovered and you just kind of went down a rabbit hole and you're (laughs) reading all the things like that's so perfect because it's. I found that really empowering myself just to learn all of these things like and learn cool facts about it. Like, for instance, in the old days, the highly sensitive people were like the healers and like the the wise sages of the group. Like they were people would look to them because highly sensitive people are really good at like reading others. And so they would get to know like, oh, is this other tribe safe? Can we trust them? They would ask the sensitive people. And so like learning cool things like that is just like oh it makes you start to feel more proud of it kind of understand the way that you're wired 
So definitely like diving into the information is huge. Another thing I would suggest is like joining a community of highly sensitive people. Like my free Facebook group, I have like paid programs for people like where we meet on Zoom. Like there are things out there, thank God, where you can really connect with people and then it makes you feel less alone. Um, and then there's like, you know, there's the healing that kind of has to come with it too. A lot of highly sensitive people do carry a lot of shame for being sensitive because of all these stories that we heard. We, we internalize a lot of that. Like I'm still, to be honest, like unearthing some stuff that I didn't realize I was still holding on to where I'm like, oh dang, I'm still like feeling ashamed of that. So doing work around that and like work around our self-worth, that's another thing that I see pop up a lot for HSPs where we're just feeling find a lot of our worthiness and like always being helpful, always, you know, being liked by everyone. Like these are like core things for so many HSPs. Um, and with that too, another tip is just like learning, like having practices in your life to take really good care of yourself. That's like huge. Um, because a lot of times we just aren't taking care of ourselves in the way that we need. We're not, you know, we need to get a lot of rest. We need to be mindful of what we eat. We need to like I found having a meditation practice or having other like regulating practices are huge for me just to like feel good and navigate the world because it can be overwhelming. So you really have to know how to take care of yourself and prioritize that. So yeah, just a few tips. Yes. Can you go a little bit more into that self-care and how to care for yourself as a highly sensitive person? I know you mentioned meditation is one thing, which I also found works great for me, but what are some other ways to take care of yourself with this? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I would say like learning how to set boundaries is actually a really good way to take yes. care of yourself because we have to create space for ourselves. And I find a lot of times people will say like, oh, well, I don't have time to meditate or I don't have time to journal or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm like a busy mom. Like I have a 10 month old, like I don't have that much time, but I still have to find a way to carve out time for that. And so learning how to set boundaries, say no to things, things like that. Like that's going to be huge and important for you to create the, you know, space for what you need. Um, and also I would just say like, yeah, trying different practices and seeing what fits for you. Some people love breath work. Some people love yoga. Some people love dance. Like some people love meditation. So just like trying different things, being open and seeing what works for you is huge. Um, and also like a self-care of practice can be like, being mindful of the people you're around, like thinking about who you share your space with, because as sensitive people, we are very energetically open. And so if you think about you're around people that are like draining and exhausting, like that's going to deplete you. So also just like thinking of that. And another thing that just came to mind too, is I, I found having a creative outlet has been extremely healing for me. So whether it's like writing or podcasting or pottery or whatever, like doing something like that, I find a lot of HSPs are pretty creative. And so, yeah, those are some things I would suggest. I love that. I have to say setting boundaries is probably <laughs> the biggest and also kind of one of the hardest things I've found throughout this, you know, whole journey, not only setting boundaries with myself, but setting boundaries with other people. Now I feel like, okay, I have the power to say no. I feel like a lot of times I would feel that sense of FOMO, fear of missing out every time I would say no, or I would feel guilty, like, oh, Marissa canceled on us again. Marissa never wants to hang out. And now I'm realizing like, yes, I kind of don't want to hang out, but it's 
all for good reason because I can't give people 100% if I'm not recharging myself. So it was a really powerful thing to be able to learn that. But I definitely agree setting boundaries is huge. It's just like the key to all get all life. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And it it is so hard. And I feel like it's kind of like a muscle that you strengthen. And it's like, I always tell people like, we can learn how to withstand the discomfort we because we're going to disappoint people. We're going to have people who are like, Oh, come on, like, just come with us or be bummed or whatever. But it's like, we have to if we just always like fall into like, okay, I don't want them to be mad, or I don't want them to think I'm boring or something like we're just continuing to like say no to ourselves and put ourselves last on our list. And I think it's like such a confidence building activity to set boundaries and to manage that discomfort and be like, okay, yeah, this feels really uncomfortable. Like I hate when my friends seem disappointed in me, but like, I'm okay. I'm here. And like knowing that you prioritized yourself is just, it's, it's so confidence boosting. And I feel like you can start to feel a little bit more comfortable with it each time even though it can be like, uh, scary. It's scary. Yeah. And uncomfortable, but I love that you said it's a way to build confidence. Do you have any other tips on how highly sensitive people can learn to live confidently and empowered in their sensitivity? Definitely. I think a lot of it, like, I mean, I just go back to like the self-worth thing because that's just been like so pivotal for me, just like understanding, where where we're finding our value because that's going to unlock a lot of things for us um because with highly sensitive people a lot of them are finding their value and just like being that caretaking friend that person who's always available always there to help everyone and then they're ending their days feeling exhausted and depleted and like oh does anyone even care about me and what i need but the reality is they're not speaking up for themselves and they're finding their worth and value in how much they do for others so i think really like starting to like tease that apart and understand like, oh, where is this coming from? And start to see yourself as a valuable human, no matter what you do. For me, I found a lot of my value and I'm still working on it in like my my um, professional career and how much I'm able to do and achieve and whatever, like that's been huge for me. And so kind of understanding what's at the root there is is really important because then you can actually make meaningful shifts and get to a place where you take the action steps that help you build confidence in yourself because thing I'm a big fan of like small action steps are really what like teach us how like how we have our own back that's what I like to think of so like you're more willing to take scary steps forward you're more willing to set a boundary and then you feel more confident in yourself because that you did that or you're more willing to um put yourself out there and and start a podcast and do things imperfectly and know that you can survive it. Do you know what I mean? Where that's what I think is like confidence is like you show up imperfectly and you show yourself, you're not going to like fall apart and like (laughs) die. Like it's going to be okay. (laughs) Like that's what it is. Um, So yeah, that's what comes to mind. That's what I always go back to that for, for HSPs. Yeah, I agree. And also like celebrating those little victories too, like really like giving yourself that pat on the back or just allow yourself to like be excited about it I've Mm -hmm. noticed that that was huge like even today I was with my partner and I really just don't like ordering food sometimes like I just get so uncomfortable I don't know what it is lately (laughs) and he was like no no no, do it you got it you got it fine like I ordered he's like good job I'm proud of you and I was like you know what like I'm proud of myself too and it felt cool to allow myself to feel proud because a lot of times I feel like in the past when I've been excited over little victories I've had to suppress it because again like 
oh, there goes Marissa again, being overdramatic and having too many feelings. But to be excited over those little steps and victories is huge. I love that example. I think that's perfect. That's exactly what it's all about. Like I always think of when people are like, oh, how do I start speaking up for myself? Like, what do I do? I always tell them like, try and like little moments where it's like very, like, like it's, it's okay. So like one example I always share is like, if you're getting your nails done and they like, the water is too hot. Like in the past, I used to just like, let it scald me. And I like, wouldn't say anything, but like, think about it. It's like, you're just like not sharing your needs and then you're suffering. Mm -hmm. And how often do we do that? So it's like, when you can actually tell the nail person, Hey, like, could we add some more cold water? Like I, that has been a moment in my life where that's been a little confidence boosting, like experience. So I think you're spot on. And that's what it's all about. Those little moments add up and you're, it's every, every time you do something like that, it's a vote for yourself. It's like, okay, I have my own back. I can do this. I can do this. And it's like, you get more comfortable with it. Absolutely. I love that. Going to quote it and share it. That was so perfect. Oh, I love that. Good. <laughs> Talking about partners as well. I was telling my partner about this episode because I've been like jazzing about it all day. And he had a question. Mm. He was asking about what are some tips for partners of a highly sensitive person? This is new to us. And for me, again, I'm all about space, space, space. I need my downtime. I need like three hours of rest every single day from a two minute outing. So do you have any tips for the partners? I love this question. That's so sweet. So for sure. So definitely like, like you said, the space thing, like not taking it personally, if your HSP partner needs space, because it's most likely not about you. And it's just that they really are probably overstimulated, feeling a little drained and they need to recharge. Another huge one is like allowing highly sen- the highly sensitive person to just have their emotions and not try to fix it or un- you're not necessarily going to understand it. That's been huge. Um, for me, like something that I do with my husband is like, if I just need to vent about something or something is really bothering me, I'll always preface it and be like, I don't need you to like fix this or anything like that. I just need to share. This is really impacting me. Like, I know it's probably not a big deal. And he has learned now to just be like, oh, that sounds really hard. I can see why you would feel that way. Like very simple, but just like, just like giving me the space to share without being like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Get over it. Like that's huge because so many HSPs felt like we had to suppress ourselves. And so to have someone that we can feel like safe to like express with is just really amazing. The other tip too, would be like for them to, um, acknowledge the things about your sensitivity that, that they love, that they appreciate. That's been really cool. Um, in our wedding vows, my husband had, we wrote our own vows and he was like, you have the softest soul of anyone I've ever met. And I was like, Oh, and I like melted. And like, you know, when we're watching a show, he'll like hand me tissues, like before I even start crying because he knows. So it's like showing your person that you acknowledge their softness and their sensitivity and, and like, and, and showing them that you like that about them is so huge again, because we so often have felt like it's a bad thing. So just like calling out those little things is like really nice. That's so special. That's so sweet. Like I'm getting <laughs> emotional, of course. I know, just right? Talking about this. Oh, again, this is why I love connecting with other highly sensitive people. Oh, I feel so good. Ooh, this is so great. <laughs> Something else that I want to touch on too. I heard you say getting overstimulated. I meant to ask this earlier, but do you have any tips for highly sensitive people when they're overstimulated in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It can be so hard in the moment. Yep. Um, and I feel like I'm like becoming a pro at this because having a, a baby like has just opened my eyes. Cause you can't always just like walk away and leave. Like you have to be really <laughs> in it. So it's very hard. I'm a huge fan of like, uh, grounding myself wherever I'm at. So that can be as simple as just like feeling my feet on the ground and like really noticing them there. Sometimes I'll even kind of visualize like roots coming down into my feet, like from my feet to like pull me down and anchor me. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, I am here. You can kind of just like try to get back into your body. Cause that's really what it's all about. It's like getting into your body and showing yourself that it's safe, that you're okay. You know, another thing too, along those lines would just be like slowing my breathing down, like recognizing, like, is my jaw clenched? This is a weird thing, but I learned that if you're like, if you notice a lot of times your tongue will be at the roof of your mouth when you're stressed. And so if you relax your tongue, it actually relaxes your body. So I do that all the time. Like notice your jaw, notice your tongue. Is it at the roof of your mouth? Relax your tongue, relax your shoulders. Like these are simple things. And then when you can get a chance, go have, you know, have a minute to yourself. But if not, even like going and like getting some cold water and like splashing that on your face can calm you down. Yeah, there's like a lot of little tricks that you can do. But um, another thing too is earplugs. I have loop earplugs. Those are amazing. And they have, they make ones where it just like reduces the noise. So you can still hear, but it's like noise reducing. So some people swear by those. If you're like very noise sensitive, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I felt like you were just like telling that like all to me because I felt my jaw clenched as soon as you said that my tongue was on the roof of my mouth. My (laughs) shoulders were like up to my ears. Uh As you're saying, I was like, yeah, I need to check in with myself more, but I already feel so much better now. I remember like a couple months ago, I was at the dentist and like, do you like grind your teeth? And I was like, no. And they're like, do you clench your jaw? And I was like, yeah, you know, like when I'm just like in my everyday life, they're like, you also do it in your sleep. Like you are just <laughs> yeah. stressed and anxious 24 seven. I was like, yeah, that kind of sounds about right. <laughs> Relatable. It is just such a reminder to check in with yourself. Like you never really realize until you check yourself like, oh, okay, my shoulders are literally touching my brain right now. Like bring them down a little bit, relax yourself. Yeah. And it's amazing how just that physical shift like really does. I think it like, I don't know the science, but I feel like it might send a signal to your brain or something that's like okay I can relax yeah and I love the visual and the imagery of the grounding your feet and using the roots to ground you I think that that's really important and that's something that I've discovered recently that I find very helpful do I remember to do it in the moment when I'm overstimulated no but (laughs) any other time yeah it is really challenging and hard and you can like learn all of these techniques whether you're like reading books or in therapy or you're learning through your Instagram life by Alyssa but sometimes it takes a lot of work and a lot of practice to remember to actually you know take those techniques and implement them into your daily life especially when you are highly sensitive or you're overstimulated or you're stressed it's it's tough, but I think it's important to remember practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you said, it's a practice and it's like when we are in those overstimulated moments, like we are flooded, like it can Mm -hmm. be so hard to think logically and clearly because our bodies are like in high alert. (laughs) So it's like having compassion with ourselves when we don't like uh, react perfectly or we don't go right to our tools. But I think it is like a lot of it is just showing up, trying again, trying again. And I think too, having like preventative practices that to kind of like fill up your tank in a sense are really helpful too. 
because then it's like you have you can have like more of a threshold to deal with overstimulation like that's something I always tell the people I work with is like hey you want to like put your armor on for the day like you want to like meditate and journal and do things that are nourishing for you first so so that when you go into the chaos of the day like you're not going to get taken out by it as quickly like that's a huge thing that helps too yes I love that so there's no quote unquote cure for being a highly sensitive person but there is ways to learn tools and to live with being a highly sensitive person and also enjoy it that's exactly it yeah that's exactly it it's like it's all about like learning how to work with it and and I I think that's one of the beautiful things about being highly sensitive is like we have the capacity to be very in touch with ourselves and very in tune so it's like once you start to open yourself up to just like being in touch with who you are and taking really good care of yourselves you can you can kind of like understand your own cues more quickly you know like oh I'm I can sense I'm getting overwhelmed okay what really works for me is to go meditate for five minutes like you just have like that awareness which is huge versus when you don't know you're highly sensitive you might just shame yourself and be like why am I freaking out again like who cares you can meet yourself with a lot more compassion when you have that awareness. Oh, I love this. This is such a beautiful conversation and just (laughs) so important. And it's just like hitting me in the feels that I just love so much. So I also want to talk about, you have a podcast, Sensitive and Soulful Show. Can you tell us about this podcast? Yeah. So the podcast is literally just like solo episodes. I've been doing it. I think it's been like a year and a half and I absolutely love it. It's funny because I always was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do a podcast. Like I already have too many things going on. Like, what am I going to do? And it's been amazing. And I've connected with such great people who have listened to the show. So yeah, I I have a new episode out every Tuesday and the episodes are fairly bite-sized. They're anywhere from like 10 minutes to 30 minutes, something like that. And it's always just like on a different topic, usually something that I'm currently navigating. So like the episode that I have coming out this week is about mental health because I was like going through a couple of weeks where I was just like, oh, really struggling and having a hard time. And so I just share like how I'm personally navigating that from the viewpoint and experience of being highly sensitive. And yeah, it's just been a really great way to like connect with people and and hear. It's cool to see how people um, resonate with it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love that both of us two highly sensitive people are podcasting and we are using our voice and we are speaking. And I think that that can give a lot of people hope. So I think that it's really freaking cool that you have this whole platform. You have a website, you have an Instagram, you have a podcast and you're doing it all. And I think it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's like my intention. I always tell like people, I'm like, my mission is to help highly sensitive people feel confident so that they can go and do their life's work and share their voice with others because it uplifts others. Like when there's a a little sensitive child seeing a highly sensitive adult doing these things, it shows them possibility. I always think about that. I'm like, that's how you like change the world, (laughs) like not to get lofty, but like, honestly, like seeing examples of that. And and if anyone listening, you know, doesn't necessarily want to have their own platform, even like going out and being a good friend or employee or, or girlfriend or whatever, like that has a ripple effect when you have confidence and you speak up for yourself and, and kind of embody that, that confident, highly sensitive person energy. Something I've found too, is just like when we, the more comfortable we become in our sensitive sensitivity and with who we are, it, we kind of like start to not worry so much as about what others think of us that's something I have found and I found too that like 
I've had experiences um, where I've been at a party and I felt like, oh my gosh, everyone's so loud. And I just was like myself, like wasn't trying to like fit in any certain way. And like, I've ended up having conversations in the corner with like people about like astrology and like spirituality and all these like things that I didn't know they were interested in, but like, you know, so it's like when you just are kind of like yourself and you can have your quiet confidence, like it can be attractive in a different way. And I think that's something that's cool to think about too, that we can like show up as ourselves. And I mean, it takes work to get there. It's it's not every time, but I've just had some experiences like that where I'm like, oh, this is refreshing. I love that quiet confidence. I'm going to take that and I'm going to try to embrace that every single yeah. day. Yeah. I love that. Please check out Alyssa on all of her platforms. You do such incredible work. Like I, even just your graphics are beautiful. And again, oh. I have learned so much through your account and it is opened such a huge door for me. I've joined your Facebook group and everything and just being able to connect with other people and just even having this conversation with you today was just so meaningful. Like half these questions I'm asking for myself and it just felt <laughs> so amazing to connect with you. And I'm so grateful that you were able to come on the podcast and I'm just, I'm really grateful for this. This means a lot to me. Oh, thank you. I, I loved chatting with you. I'm so excited to help share the message. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Again, the Instagram is Life by Alyssa. You can check out our podcast, Sensitive and Soulful Show. You can check out her Facebook group and her website. Again, the website one more time. Sensitiveandsoulful.com. Thank you so much, Alyssa. You are so amazing.